0: 4 inboxcom here, and we're going to be checking out this video called The Credit Cards, The Business of Enslaving Poor People by a YouTube user named Jake Tran. And I thought this would be a pretty interesting video to basically cover and commentate on because a lot of people, basically nearly everybody above the age of 17, so 18 plus, Everyone basically has a credit card or has used a credit card before, and a lot of people don't really understand just how potentially evil they actually are. So let's get right into it.
1: Long before credit cards were a thing, there was something called a diner's club card, started in 1949 by a guy named Frank X McNamara. The diner's club was the first real payment card company in the world, and it let you eat at restaurants on credit. And then you could pay off your bill at the end of each month. But it wasn't a true credit card. It was what's called a charge card. And it was the first of its kind to survive and thrive.
2: So I would say those are called charge cards. Um, There's been a few fintechs that are doing that now. American Express traditionally has done that with the platinum, the gold. Uh, But yeah, with, with credit cards, you're paying, you can pay off the minimum, and then you can accrue a lot of debt and pay a crap ton of interest, and that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, charge cards, the expectation is that you pay it off in full
0: basically it's more like a pure membership type of situation it's kind of like a premier club or like a lounging club kind of thing where like you pay in full every single thing but you get like exclusive kind of like perks so it's different than a credit card but like technically a charge card is basically better than a credit card but you can see where this is going to go Right.
1: This is Sebi from the YouTube channel Ask Sebi. He teaches people how to profit from using credit
2: cards instead of getting enslaved by them. So Sebastian from Ask Sebi, I talk about credit cards and how normal people can use it to do aspirational trips.
0: And the thing is, right, like there are people that could utilize credit cards to their advantage. But the majority of the population cannot use credit cards correctly. Because, if you could, these credit card companies would be out of business because you would have been taking advantage of them, right? You would be taking advantage of them. But, the majority of the population that does use credit cards don't do it well. And they tend to always carry a balance.
2: In its first year,
1: 10,000 people signed up for the Diners Club Card. By 1959, the club had over one million members. It went viral. See, when Frank McNamara started the Diner's Club Card, he has stumbled upon something insidiously genius. Charge cards and later credit cards tap into the very essence of human nature and greed. By paying with a credit card, you disconnected yourself from the pleasure of buying to the pain of paying.
0: And this is the thing, right? So for example, if you're someone who is struggling with debt and you want to try to get out of debt, one of the easiest things that you could do Is start paying for things purely in cash because then it gets really hard to spend money mentally. Because can you just imagine like giving a person 20 bucks, right? Can you imagine giving someone a hundred dollar bill for something that you bought? It's gonna be pretty hard. You're like, oh man, like I'm paying a hundred bucks for this. But if you just like insert your card, tap your card, place it on the thing. You don't even feel anything, like you literally do not feel anything, so it makes it very easy to pay because there is no pain wall, there's no restriction, there's no bump in the course of buying a item by using a credit card. By the way, if you want to learn how to get a debt, go to 40inbox.com.
1: It makes you emotionally feel like you're getting something for free when logically you know that isn't the case. See, one of the most efficient ways to make money is to get people in debts. To make them your debt slaves.
2: Give me the money, the Give me the money.
1: There's a reason why some of the biggest dynasties throughout history come in the form of bankers. That's because all you have to do is hand someone money at an interest rate, and that's literally it. There's no fulfillment process, you don't have to manufacture and ship them a product. All you have to do is sit back, and your debt slaves will work for you to pay off the loan. Ideally, you would either want them to take out an incredibly large loan, like a mortgage for a house, so they're trapped in that loan for half or all of their life, or you would want them to have an insanely high interest rates, so that even if they only have a tiny bit of debts, they would still be caught in a vicious cycle for life. Which,
0: which is basically like uh, those um, really scummy loan offices, like payday loan offices, like that basically just preys on people in poverty, kind of like situations, it's, uh, it's pretty dark because like, like a $1,000 loan from a payday lender can like be more expensive than like a $20,000 personal loan. Like it's crazy
1: would obviously trap poor people the easiest. And credit cards became the perfect vehicle for doing so. It allowed you to apply the same psychology that traps people into giant loans like for a house, but with everyday purchases. I mean, look at it. It's just a piece of plastic. It's so innocent and pretty. It's just one purchase that I can't afford right now. I'll pay it off. Until they don't. And before they know it, they've racked up so much credit card debt that they can barely afford to pay off just the interest every month. And that's exactly how things played out. Today, the average American adult has three credit cards with the average balance of over 5500
0: That's crazy. Because like having an average balance of $5,500, that means that you are carrying that month to month to month. Like the interest rate on that is going to be disgusting. The amount of money that you're having to pay on that is disgusting.
1: dollars while the credit card companies have hauled in over $176 billion in income in 2020 alone. This is how credit cards became the modern-day loan sharks. What do you think I am, some financial institution? Oh, no, you're right. I to go to the bank. Oh! You're, the you're talking crazy. Stop it now,
2: will you? got money
0: credit cards, the business of enslaving poor people. I gotta say one thing, Jake Tran makes some really good content.
1: This video is about the dark side of credit cards. However, I'm actually a huge fan of them. I own five credit cards myself and I have never paid a single cent in interest to credit card companies. So if you play your cards right, you never buy what you can't afford, you always pay off your credit card every month, you can reap all the perks they give you for free without becoming a sucker. But the only way you're going to be able to get a credit card in the first place is if you have a good credit score. But to have a good credit score, you need credits.
0: And that is a very big conundrum.
1: But to get credit, you need a good credit score. Do you see the problem we have here? It's a problem that a great company called Extra solves. Extra is changing the game by being the first debit card.
0: So basically, that's like a sponsored ad. Affiliate link, all that kind of stuff, right? But the concept is not a bad concept, right? So like if you could basically use a card like a debit card, but it is viewed in the eyes of these credit card company or credit report companies, then okay. There's nothing really wrong with that. And it would probably help you out a little bit for people who are really against using a credit card. So let's see. Oh, that's a pretty long ad. Okay, let's go right here. Cool. And by the way, side note, like watching videos like this about how money works and all that stuff, you start to realize how much the money system is basically like all fake like money is just
1: non-existent
2: with only one credit card the bank americard you can charge almost anything almost anywhere the bank americard gives you instant credit from boston to honolulu from london to bangkok the bank americard will soon be coming to southern ohio as another service of the citizens national bank of ironton
1: Working off of the success of the Diners Club, Bank of America launched the first general purpose credit card in 1958, called the Bank AmeriCard.
0: Bank AmeriCard, think of it as money.
1: They sent it to thousands of people all over America, and because it didn't have a magnetic strip or any way to keep a record of purchases, Bank of America lost millions. Back in the day, credit card fraud was ridiculously easy, but even though they lost money, they gained a massive customer base.
2: Bank AmeriCard, today's way
1: to pay. By 1966, the idea behind the credit card was so popular, Bank of America started licensing it to other banks. Then a merger in the 70s created Visa, and the credit competition was officially on. By the 80s, most.
0: So basically, we could pretty much just blame Bank of America for pretty much all the problems (laughs) in the financial
1: system. Credit cards came with a magnetic strip. This opened up the floodgates for more and more banks to jump on the bandwagon and offer their customers their own credit cards. People loved it. They were spending money that wasn't theirs. Along with other factors, household debt in the U.S. started skyrocketing. The business model worked perfectly, but there was still something missing. Profits. At the time, these credit cards were only charging 4 to 5% interest compared to today's average of over 16%.
0: And you gotta think about that. The average of over 16% is crazy. Like, that interest rate is crazy.
1: Sure, banks were making modest money off of the interest they charged, but in most cases, they were legally barred from raising rates higher. They needed a way to charge people more for using credits. They needed to turn this new genius tool that made people think that they could buy stuff for free into a loan-sharking tool. And by the way,
0: and this has always like made me wonder how they were actually able to do this, which I hope JTrend actually does get into it, because like you have to think about it. Like there's so many companies. That are restricted, like so many financial institutions that are restricted as to how much you could actually charge for interest. And yet, credit cards are literally the legal loan sharks of the world.
1: Late 80s and early 90s, they finally found it.
0: You know, some of these like old ads for all these like old products are pretty crazy.
1: At the time, most states in the U.S. had a lot of regulations that prevented credit card companies from raising interest rates. But then, one state budges. South Dakota eliminates its cap on credit interest rate.
0: So South Dakota, okay.
1: The state having cash-strapped for decades and charging more interest was their Hail Mary, their last ditch effort to avoid drowning in bankruptcy. And it got even better for credit card companies. Just a few years later, the US Supreme Court passes the Marquette decision, allowing banks to export their interest rates to other states.
0: Ah, okay. And that basically allowed them to basically put everything into South Dakota, which allowed them to basically charge these crazy interest rates.
1: This was incredibly important, because it meant that if a bank was based in South Dakota and had an interest rate of 25%, they could charge that same percentage all over the U.S., regardless of the interest rate laws in the other states.
0: Like, that is so shady. So shady.
1: Effectively, the interest rate cap in other states became meaningless, Suddenly, all the banks wanted to move to South Dakota. And because they could charge a lot more interest, they started offering credit cards to everyone. College students, young adults, the unemployed, everyone gets a credit card.
0: By the way, this is like a personal story. But people need to understand just how little people actually understand about credit cards. So, for like a grandparent of mine, she truly believed that the credit card was basically free money like your credit limit was free money that's how she viewed credit cards so like let's say that she had like a credit limit of like $2,000 she truly believed that the $2,000 of her credit limit was actually free money and that she never had to pay it back like that is what she believed and there's a lot of people like that Where like they have just no understanding of credit cards or how they work and so you think that people know how credit cards work, but in reality, a lot of people don't. And a lot of people just keep on charging more and more and more and not really understanding anything about it.
1: But if you were one of these more risky individuals, you would just have to pay an insanely high interest rates that could keep you trapped for life. It got to the point where Citibank was one of the most profitable businesses in the early 2000s. Then the Supreme Court passes another decision, called Smiley. It removed the last bits of regulation on late fees and interest, and basically gave banks free reign to rake in the money. The results? Things like 36% interest rates, or changing clients' interest rates at a moment's notice. A 36% interest rate meant that if you took two years to pay back a $10,000 credit balance, you would actually be paying the bank over $14,000.
0: Oh dear lord.
1: And around $590 every month
0: like think about that like $590 per month like, i don't think people really understand just how horrendous this actually is like if you were to cut this like per month amount by like half like you know let's just like say $600 to round it up then cut it in half to like about $300 if you were to put that same amount of money the $300 like half of this amount roughly into an index fund like the S&P 500 like that tracks the S&P 500 for the next few decades and you kept on doing this right you would have millions of dollars in your retirement account like that's how crazy this stuff is and i don't think people really understand just how much they are ruining their future by paying interest on credit cards like if you could basically view it like this Would you rather be spending money for credit card debt on stupid purchases that you made or just purchases that you made in your past, or would you rather retire a millionaire? Like, that is literally the difference, like the cost difference, right? You either pay payments to a credit card company or you retire a millionaire. Like, it's crazy.
1: Most people can't afford $600 a month and end up being trapped for much longer. Even people who never missed a payment suddenly found that their interest rates had almost tripled. But there was pretty much nothing they could do about it, and the credit card companies were just getting started.
2: Evidently, some people have money to burn. Why else would they pay an outrageous fee to carry a simple credit card? When they could carry the Discover card, the card that charges no annual fees yet pays cash back on every charge, which means it puts money into your pocket. Instead,
0: the art of predatory lending.
1: Is a hole it. to discover. By the 2000s, credit card usage had doubled, even in low-income households. After taking control of interest rates, their next target was getting new customers. And obviously, the client based to target were young, impressionable college students. Most of them wanted extra cash and wouldn't be bothered to read the fine prints. A perfect combination. Most of them were also likely to miss payments, which meant credit card companies could slap them with late fees and penalties. A credit card company's worst nightmare is a customer that pays off their debt every month because they get all the benefits without paying the interest.
0: And this is the thing, and this is why they still are doing such good business, because such little amount of people are actually paying off their balances in full, right? There's such a little amount of people actually doing that.
1: What they really want...
0: And by the way, this is like a side hack, right? If you end up spending money on a credit card, just prepay it. So what I do, if for the rare occasions that I do end up using a credit card... The second that I pay it, or like basically as I get back into the car while I make this purchase with the credit card, I will end up transferring the money right away into the credit card account. Meaning that I basically have prepaid it so that I don't even have to worry about it. Because if I forget it, which many people do forget that they made a purchase, it's already been prepaid and I don't have to worry about like missing a payment or doing like a late fee or anything like that
1: are the revolvers. People who can't afford to pay back their debt, so the amount of money they owe just gets bigger and bigger. American credit card companies were starting to look like high-class loan sharks. They would hire teams of lawyers to write their contracts, then bury hundreds of loopholes in the fine prints. These loopholes gave them the power to raise interest rates even if you missed a payment on another creditor's loan, choose public holidays or weekends for payment due dates so there was a greater chance your money would arrive late. They would even advertise going paperless to save the environment, when the reality is they know most people aren't likely to read the fine print in an email. Looking for even more customers, credit card companies started offering attractive rewards and cash back rewards for using their cards. They will offer 0% fees for the first six months to a year to get you used to missing payments and not feeling the pain of getting charged interest until it becomes a habit. And they even lower their minimum payment from 5% to 2%.
2: Small, one card.
1: Visa!
0: And this is the thing, like, these credit card companies spend billions and billions of dollars to actively test their customer base. So what I mean by this, they constantly, like every day, every week, every month, every year, test their customers to try to see what they can do to make them have a bigger lifetime value. So like, let's say that if one customer has a typical lifetime value of $15,000 for a credit card, they want to try to bump that up to $17,000 or $20,000 or $25,000, right, for the average lifetime value of a customer, and they're willing to spend a lot of money to keep testing these things out. Like Basically, if you're using a credit card, you are a test subject for a massive corporation. That's pretty much it.
1: Makes sense. Today, the average American family has over $8,000 in credit card debts, and most of it is just collecting more and more penalties for late payments. And even when families declare bankruptcy, they still get offers from dozens of credit card companies for even more money they can spend. Now, all this may sound bad, but there's a way to fight back, a way to beat the credit card companies at their own game.
2: Hi, I'm Donald Trump to talk to you. About- Everyone knows the Visa check card is directly connected to the money in your checking account. Oops. But if your card's lost or stolen, did you know you're not liable for fraudulent
1: purchases? Got it. And you'll get every single cent of that money back. See, I actually love credit cards. I myself have five cards right now, and every single purchase I make goes on my credit card.
0: And here's the thing. Like, personally, I have nothing necessarily against credit cards, It's just that I personally understand the reality that the majority of the population cannot manage using a credit card well, right? Like, for example, we try to help people get out of debt, right? So if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 and we will help you try to get out of debt. The reality is there are so many people that, to be honest, need to cut up their credit cards and literally never touch them ever again. Some people have such bad spending habits that they have to code cut everything. They have to literally step away from everything. They literally got to purge themselves, purge their lives from these credit cards, right? So that they could protect themselves. Because a lot of people cannot trust themselves with the use of a credit card.
1: And I've never paid a single cent in interest to credit card companies, ever. Have you ever paid a single cent in interest?
2: No, doesn't really make sense to because like the interest rates are crazy. So why would, yeah, why would I ever put myself in a situation to do that? Did that?
1: How, how long have you had credit cards?
2: Um, probably like eight years or so. I, 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 yeah, it's been a pretty long time.
1: While at the same time, I still get to enjoy all the perks they offer for free. So what kind of benefits do you enjoy these days?
2: I think the most useful ones that I appreciate every day now is airline lounge access. So the platinum card, you get access to Delta Clubs and also Centurion lounges. I think you went to the Centurion Lounge in London. Yeah, for me, I I think it elevates that airport experience a lot more. So a lot of people associate airports with just terrible experiences, sitting around, crowded, uh, waiting hours on end. And when you have lounge cards, you kind of, I don't know, you kind of appreciate it a lot more. You're like, oh, I can just drink free alcohol and have free food and have free coffee and hang out on my laptop for an hour or two. It's not that bad. Like, I don't really mind doing that. And it's a lot more comfortable. And a lot of those cards, the annual fee sounds very aggressive because you see this $700 number, but a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of credits and you might not use every single credit, but It makes it a lot more reasonable. So that seven hundred might really only be two hundred dollars. And then if you let's say fly every quarter, that's like about fifty dollars per like trip. That's not too bad. And then if you fly more, obviously it becomes even better.
0: And here's the thing, right? Like I mean, for him, the travel like perks and all that kind of stuff makes the most sense for him, and that's fine. That's okay. Like for me, or for like anyone else, like for example, let's put it this way: I lean more towards. A cashback credit card if I were to use a credit card and the reason for that is like for example let's say that you have like a business or like you are in a situation where you are going to be forced to be basically spending a lot of money every single month right it makes more sense to get something that will give you a higher cash back like return every time that you spend instead of like these other different perks because like I'm just like using an example. Let's say that you're spending like a hundred grand per month on like advertisements, right? You want to probably lean more towards something that gives you cash back because that could save you a lot of money and that could end up turning something that is not profitable into something profitable, right? As like an example, right? Like the one or two or three percent that you get cash back could end up turning something into more profit or less profit or however we really look at it, right? Now, that's like an extreme example of like spending 100 grand per month, but there are some people that do that. Like if you are like a digital marketer and you spend a lot of money on like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, TikTok ads, all that kind of stuff, it might make more sense to get something that is very high cash back on all purchases compared to any sort of other perk because that is where a lot of your time slash money is getting into. That being said, I don't think anyone should really ever be spending any amount of money for like an annual card, right? Like don't get like a credit card that gives you like an, like that charges you an annual amount, right? Like to me, that seems absolutely crazy. There's no reason for you to pay an annual amount for a credit card, regardless of the perks.
2: And then uh, with points, with like intro bonuses, uh, you can do just really cool trips. So right now I'm in Vail, saving a crap ton of money because each night here is supposed to be $2,000. And if you like go around and you hear other people talking and the watches people are wearing, you know that people are dropping a lot of money here. And I'm like, oh, I'm here using points and it's like 25,000 points. That's effectively $250. But yeah, so I'm spending $250 worth of points for something that costs $2,000 a night. That's a no-brainer to me.
1: Are you always getting new credit cards to get more points or how does
2: that work? So there's a lot of different roles involved where you can only get certain bonuses either once every two years or once in a lifetime. So a lot of the once in a lifetime cards, American Express ones, I've pretty much gotten every single card. So like, there's no more bonuses for me over there. But with something like Chase, I can now circle back and get other Chase bonuses. Literally, the only thing you have to do
1: to make sure you don't get screwed over by credit card companies is to, one, don't buy what you can't afford. If you wouldn't use your own cash on it, don't use a credit card. And two, pay it off every month. If you just do those two things, you will never pay a single dime in interest or fees to credit card companies. The average American, I think, has like 5K in credit card debt or whatever. So how do you view
2: credit cards? I think it's like a knife or like alcohol. So it-
0: and the thing is, like, I agree. And not only that, it's basically also kind of like a firearm as well, right? Like, there's no really big difference between, like, a firearm, a alcohol, a a car, right? Like, a knife, like you said. Like, people need to understand themselves well enough to decide whether or not they are the type of person that can be trusted with using it for
2: themselves. If you're someone who's irresponsible, I mean... Anyone can be very dangerous with a knife, right? But if you're, if you're someone who's trying to be a chef or even alcohol is a good example, right? If you can drink responsibly, alcohol is not really a problem. But yes, there are people out there who, where alcohol ends up hurting them and for them, I would agree that it makes sense to avoid it entirely. But also there's a lot of other credit cards that are not, I guess they don't work the same way as the traditional credit cards in the sense that you have to pay it off in full every month. So there's a lot more products out there that do stuff like that that might be better for those people. So they can't really accrue debt. They have to pay it off every single month anyways. If you want
1: to learn more about how Sebi hacks credit cards, I'll link to his YouTube channel. So if you
0: want to check out his YouTube channel, go check out Ask Sebi on YouTube, which, you know, it does seem like he does a lot of stuff involved with credit cards. And like I said, personally, I don't view like credit cards as like something bad. If you are someone that can use a credit card, go ahead and use a credit card. But you need to ask yourself, like you need to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, hey, am I capable of using a credit card without doing harm to myself? And if you can't, then you got to cut it out and stay away from it completely. The same thing is with alcohol. If you're someone, that can't just have one drink, that can't just do it with friends or with family, right? That you can't control yourself after one drink. You need to completely stay away from it. Same thing with a knife. If for some reason you get like a little stabby in your mind, maybe you can't really have knives around you, right? It's like the same type of thinking the thought process right like be very careful when it comes to credit cards because if you are not someone that can control yourself if you're someone that suffers from like a lot of impulse spending you need to stay away from credit cards completely like not just like oh maybe i'll use it once in a while you can't you cannot use it once in a while you have such bad habits, you have such a bad spending addiction, you have such bad impulse control that you cannot use a credit card. Like there are some people out there that just cannot use a credit card. And it might even have to get to the point like if you are like with a partner, girl, guy, whatever, box, or if you like have a good family member that you could trust, you might have to tell them like, hey, Can you hold my credit card for me? Can you hold my debit card for me? Because I can't trust myself well enough around it without harming myself, okay? Like that's something that you really need to be honest with yourself so that you don't end up getting destroyed by using a credit card.
1: And Instagram below. But the only way you'll be able to take advantage of credit cards is if you already have good credits. And if you still need to build your credit to get your first credit card in the first place, you can check out our sponsor Extra with the link below.
0: By the way, I I think this whole like Extra.app slash Jake Tran for his like, you know, bonus whatever, because we're reacting to his video, so go ahead and support him too. It's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like I actually like this idea. I like the idea of using like a debit card that in the eyes of these credit report companies will look like a credit card, right? Because personally, I prefer the uh, the debit card route. I personally do not like using a credit card, basically ever, unless there's something wrong with my debit card. Like, I personally just do not like it because I know that if I do not pay it off right then when I make that purchase, I'm gonna forget it, right? Like, I know that well enough for myself, so you got to be, you know, self-reflective, or self-reflecting, should I say, enough to be like, wait a minute, I know I'm going to forget that I made this purchase yesterday, I'm going to forget exactly how much I spent going out with friends the other night, oh, I am going to forget that I bought like, I don't know, like a bottle somewhere, I don't know, right? Like it's something that you really think about. And also with the gas prices now as well, you're like, like, I don't even remember how much I spent on gas this past week with the crazy gas increases. So it's just something to really think about. And by the way, if you want to learn how to get out of debt and master your money, go to fortiumbox.com and stay tuned and subscribe for more financial commentary videos.
1: Which is again, something I wish I had when I was trying to build my credit score.
0: And again, if you want to support Jake Tran for making a really good video, go to extra.app slash Jake Tran because I think he did an amazing video. Like, this is an amazing video that he did. Let's see. In? Okay, let's see. Feel free to give your thoughts about this, your thoughts about credit cards. Do you think that credit cards are evil? Do you think people should have credit cards, should not have credit cards? Can you trust yourself with credit cards? Feel free to give your point of view. And again, subscribe, hit the like button, all that kind of stuff, right? Because we basically upload these types of videos every single day where we make financial commentary towards different videos. Trying to help you get better with your money.